Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey, hey, happy Monday and welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. I hope you are all doing great. I had it on good advice that in fact, no one can hear Steve-O when he snores on the podcast, apparently. I've been so worried about this and he just did this huge yawn before I hit the recorder. Apparently none of you can hear it anyway, so go for it, Steve. Have at it. Yawn away. Hey, today I'm going to be talking about uh, email marketing. I just kicked off the first day of five days of email marketing training. So I'm going to play you the first uh, first one of those in the podcast for this week. And if you would like to join me for the remainder of the trainings, they're not all going to be podcasts, but you can either sign up and join me live if you want to come to days two to five. The link is in the episode notes. Or uh, if you would like to watch the replays, I'm uploading all of them on my IGTV. So you can catch them uh, on my Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach, five days of email training, because that's what you told me you wanted. Before we get into it, though, I wanted to, uh, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to um, promote someone else's thing, because I think you should all go get it. So um, if you are, if you have a tendency towards the nerdly of yoga, um, then I think you should go sign up for this training. My, one of my teachers, Carlos Pomeda, he was coming to uh, Australia to teach some things and, of course, special times. So he's now offering his course online, which is miraculous because it means you all can go to it, uh, even if you don't live in New South Wales. So um, I think you should all sign up. He is teaching uh, five days on, no, one, two, three, four, six days, two hours a day over six days. Uh, He's teaching... On the Bhagavad Gita, but in particular with a tantric lean to it. Uh, it's called the Inherent Joy of Life tantric reading of the Bhagavad Gita with Carlos Pomeda. I, I had the very good fortune, like seriously good fortune, because I didn't know better at the time. That when I did my very first 200-hour yoga teacher training, Carlos was the teacher who taught the yoga philosophy. He's one of, I think, the best yoga philosophy teachers there is. For sure. He's also just an incredibly wonderful human being. Um, Not only has he been my philosophy teacher since 2009, I've also had the very good fortune of interviewing him um, for my podcast. He's a very, very um, talented teacher, a scholar, um, a practitioner, and he makes complex teachings very tangible uh, and Yeah, I really think you should all get along to this. So it's happening, starts on the 27th of September through till the 5th of October. Um, Carlos Pomeda, The Inherent Joy of Life, Tantric Readings of the Bhagavad Gita, being hosted by Unity Yoga. 
So if you want to book in, go to unityyoga.com.au and click on the special events tab. It's like bananas affordable right now. I've already booked my place because like hell's yes to a super early bird. Uh, I think it's $250 for the six days of training. So nuts. Um, yeah, sign up. I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be geeking my heart out. If you want to come study um, with me, geek your heart out about the Bhagavad Gita, more importantly, from a tantric perspective, hello, uh, go to unityyoga.com.au and get yourself signed up. Um, and the fabulous Christine is hosting us and it's going to be gorgeous. Not as gorgeous as if we were actually going to where she lives, which I think is heaven on earth. And she also makes lunch. I mean, what, but you know, special times. All right, folks, here you have it some email training. I hope it's useful. And like I said, if you want to join me live for, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, one, get yourself a DeLorean that's compost compost powered or uh, hit the link in the episode notes or catch all of the replays coming, uh, which is you'd have to go into the future um, by going to my Instagram, Amy Yoga Biz Coach, and they're all on my IGTV. Oh, I made something joke about, you know, this is the thing with yoga nerds, someone that I went on a date with and I get up early because, you know, yoga and I'm sort of, so I've turned my phone on airplane mode that thanks Danny Pomploon told me to do that like eight o'clock at night. So when I wake up in the morning, it's like ping, all the pings of the phone. And, um, so anyway, he'd message me overnight. And so I messaged him back at like <laughs> six minutes past four in the morning. Too bad. You're an adult. You didn't have your phone on silent. Not my problem. Anyway. He mentioned something about how it was interesting that I, you know, awoke at four as a regular practice. And I said something like, well, you know that linear time is simply a collective, um, a collective limiting belief. <laughs> this is why it's important to kind of like, you know, Amy, you need to check yourself. Not everybody is a yoga nerd. Uh, he wrote me something back that was pretty much just like the crazy face emoji and a question mark. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, the point of all of that was if you're a yoga nerd, get to this training, unityyoga.com.au, tantric perspective on the Bhagavad Gita. Yes. Two, get yourself a DeLorean or join me live with the link in the episode notes or get them on my IGTV, all of the email training you can handle at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Okay, so uh, here we go. We have uh, a week's worth, if you like, uh, if it's a you know failure, we'll stop, uh, of email training because you all asked me for it. And um, I was thinking about it over the weekend and I've, I had, I've had so many people email me and um, tell me what they want to learn and um, that is you, Hannah. Nice houseplants. Tell me what they want to learn and what they need. And, and I've, you know, I've got pages, like all of your emails, I just pasted it all into this Word document. It's like four pages long. And over the weekend, I was thinking, oh, how am I going to make this useful for everybody? We've only, you know, I've got a week and there's so much stuff that everybody wants me to cover. And then I realized that actually this is the sort of stuff that I've been talking about forever. And so... Uh, I'm hoping that for some of you, some of the things I say won't be news, but what they might be is um, a reminder to bloody do it, uh, or at least um, you know, a, a affirmation that you're doing doing what I think um, is is uh, good practice. So 
a little bit about what I think, and particularly for folks who um, who don't know me yet. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm the person doing the training, uh, and I've got the power over the mute controls. I've been running a business that essentially relies on email marketing now for about 12 years. Um, and so I've uh, got a sense of what works for me. I've taken a lot of trainings. Um, I've taken a lot of trainings uh, and paid like probably we're talking, you know, we're definitely talking into the six figures of uh, training programs about how to do all of this stuff. Um, so I know what works for me because I've taken all of that training and I've done a hell of a lot of implementation. And what works for me isn't necessarily what's going to work for you. So what I'm, what I'm, um, oh God, wank word alert, unpacking over the course of these uh, five days is going to be what I see works for me, what I've seen commonly not work or some missteps um, that have come up for the folks uh, I've had the good fortune to work with. And a lot of people email me their newsletters for free newsletter assessments. So I have seen a lot of email newsletters over the, uh, so yoga newsletters over the years. And I'm going to talk about some of the missteps that I see with those as well. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go for about 30 minutes. We're going to see how much we get, get through. Um, if you have questions as we go, uh, type them into the chat. If I don't get time for them today, we can do some follow-up stuff. Um, and like I said, same time uh, all week, same Zoom link. Um, so we've got a whole bunch more stuff to cover. I made you some slides. Let's do that. Here they are. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to do a photo shoot on a brown couch with brown pleather cushions. What was going on there, Amy? Don't know. Also, you might have noticed in this photograph, that's Amy's T-Rex arms. Just You cannot type with those little Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Anywho, here's the slides. Let's do this thing. So today I want to talk about the actual emails. Over the course of the week, we're going to look at how do you grow your list? How do you segment your list? What is a, you know, a, a remarketing strategy? What, what is a reactivation or a nurture sequence? We're going to get into the, the, the bigger picture stuff if you like, but I want to get down and dirty today with the emails themselves and then we'll, you know, sort of take it out broader as we go. So, um, and, you know, if you're a regular listener to my podcast or if you're Stacey Louise, you'll know that. I hate newsletters. Don't never send another one in your life. Help me, please. Don't send another newsletter in your life. Newsletters used to be important back in when we all had dial-up internet. And there's a few reasons why. Um, email marketing was much, the efficacy of email marketing was much higher. Uh, there were no like smart, there was no promotions tab, for example, in Gmail. Um, HTML emails were fancy and exciting and people liked getting them. Now we get them from, if you've ever bought a product ever on the internet, you're now getting their email. So we're flooded with emails. You know, most people get upwards of 100 emails a day. We just don't look at them like we used to. But, you know, what I also think is important is that people don't read newsletters anymore. And when I'm talking about newsletters, I, I got one the other day, I'm talking about the thing where it's like the personal note at the top and then a, a, a mini article about Yoga Nidra and then an article about come to my virtual Yoga Nidra and then an article under that about, you know, my go-to, how to make Ayurvedic milk, etc. People don't consume that sort of information anymore because 
in the, you know, now 2020, we're accustomed to receiving information in a heartbeat. And in fact, I had someone, I had someone, yes, sorry, last week on a, a coaching call, she just was talking to me about how much she hated writing long posts on Instagram. She hated reading long posts on Instagram. She hated writing long posts on Instagram. I mean, a long post on Instagram is like 200 words. So, you know, in the 90s, people liked to make a cup of tea and sit down and read your yoga newsletter. Now we just don't have the time for that. For better or worse, our attention span has shrunk and we're looking for concise information. So newsletters simply don't work like they used to. So two important terms that I want you to uh, get your head around and fall in love with. One, solo mailers. This is what I want you to send instead of newsletters. Send solo mailers. In email marketing speak, a solo mailer is an email that just has one thing in it. Just talking about one thing. And what I would recommend for you all is that you very much try to only offer one thing at a time. Now, this obviously will depend on what's going on in your business, how many things you've got lined up to offer, um, the, 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 the nature of your business itself. If you have a studio, probably there's going to be more offerings than if you're a freelancer. But the emails that tend to be more effective are emails that have just one call to action. So what that means is there's just one action that the reader of the email can take i.e. click a link to go to one thing. So the email is talking about one thing and the only link in the email goes to that one thing. What you're trying to do, and if you're new to me, let me just um, take a quick step back. In this community, we presume that A, you only sell stuff that you really believe in and that you think is good for people and two, or B, whatever, you conduct yourself like a yogi i.e. you're not an asshole, you don't rip people off, and so we can have really powerful uh, conversations around sales because what we're selling really is good stuff that we feel uh, very much in integrity about and we know can be beneficial to the people who decide with their own free will that they'd like to purchase it. So sales language is okay here because yoga. All right, so back to this idea about solo mailers and calls to action. Solo mailer, an email with just one topic, one idea, one promotion, one resource, and one call to action. Where a, a problem that I see commonly come up, and I was talking about this last week with one of my clients, sending an e sending a solo mailer, but it is full of all these all these hyperlinks. She had about eight different hyperlinks, i.e., links that went to eight different places within the one email. So while her email was a solo mailer, depending on where you clicked on that thing, you could end up in eight different places. Now, if your goal in sending out an email is to have someone purchase something from you, the only place you want them to be able to go is the thing where the place where they can buy the thing. So if you have multiple links in your emails, you're, you're sort of... Um, it's like a prana leak, right? Like people could go in all sorts of different directions and what you want to do is make sure that they get to the place where they can buy the things, the exit through the gift shop, that you want them to go to the shopping cart. So you'd have one call to action. Click this link to sign up for my workshop or press the, hit the button to download my free 
yoga nidra for example one call to action just let me know in the chat folks if this is making sense for everybody and like i said i know for some of you this will be a bit like meh um but is this you got it like solar mailers call to action um okay cool thanks diane so the hey terry so the a carrot look the whole gang's here thanks folks that's good i'll, I'll press on um, all right, so so the, the next thing then um, that's important is to talk about what, how, um, how much do you sell versus how much do you share? And if you've been in or you're currently doing my social media confidence for yoga teachers course, you'll know that I really believe that social media and email marketing are about service. Yes, they're about promoting our business. Yes, they're about uh, inviting people to, to purchase something from us. And as uh, yoga teachers who value integrity, we want to support people. We want to give people useful stuff. So I've said here as a rough guide that your emails, your solo mailers should be no more than 50% sales. So what I mean by that is half of the emails that you send and no more should be sales. If you're just sending buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, people get fatigued from that. Um, so what I recommend is that you do, when you're not sending the emails that are about buy my stuff, you're sending the emails that are about adding value. So this is where you would say, check out this free class I did on YouTube, or um, here's a playlist I made for you for your home practice, or here's an MP3 yoga nidra you might like, or here's some journaling questions you might like to think about over the weekend, or here's a tweak that you can make to your meditation practice so you alleviate back pain. So half or more of your emails are adding value and half or fewer of your emails are selling your yoga. Now, this will fluctuate depending on your uh, marketing strategy. So sometimes, like if, you know, if uh, we go back to like normal and you're back to in-person and you're, uh, let's say you're teaching on a school terms basis, you will send more than 50% of your emails, sorry, more than 50% of the emails that you send will be sales based in the lead up to your term starting. But then once term has started and people are coming along and everybody's you know, regularly turning up to class, then you want to still be uh, sharing useful information with your mailing list. And that would be where you would focus more on added value emails. No, Jody. So Jody says, is it 50%, 50-50 within the one email? No, 50% uh, of your emails will be one type, 50 the other type. Now, sometimes, and I'll talk about this uh, a bit more in a moment, Sometimes you can do a value add email that's got a PS, that's a sell. That's a, I really like that format because what you're saying is, here's a really useful thing that I think will help you. PS, if you'd like more of this, come along to my workshop. But essentially the email is about the value itself. Um, Karen, hey Karen, Karen says, I have, Karen went to the snow, crazy lady. I've definitely made things shorter, both IG posts and emails, judging by what I myself tend to like to read. Yes, little snippets, exactly. These days, if people want to know about, I don't know, oh, I, I forget what the third cliche is. 
They're not waiting for you to send them a newsletter about it. They're going to go find it on Google. Claudia says, so what you're saying, no longer once a week email with the full schedule of links to book the classes and something to share and something to thank for all in one email. Correct, girl. No more of those, baby. Now, some people have told me that they have a cult following with that stuff. In fact, I have, I'm not sure if she's here, but a fabulous yoga teacher emailed me because uh, they actually make theirs a PDF, print it off and hand that shit out. And her people love it. So like I said, this is not um, absolutely 100% of yoga teachers are going to follow this recipe and it will be golden. We all have nuances in our business. This is what I have seen by and large be more effective. God, Amy said 30 minutes and now she has to stick to time. Okay, so let's talk about some essential inclusions in your emails. Make sure that you're ticking these boxes. Subject line. Subject line is super important. The subject line is the main determining factor if someone's going to open your email or not. So actually it is the most important thing you write in your email. You need to notice over time, by looking at the reports in your CRM, which types of subject lines your people like to read. So some people like the funny joke. Some people like the enticing ones, like an enticing subject line. My favorite, if you've been on my retreat, you'll know this already. Hey, Irina, I made you a video. Better yet, use, their, use the merge field for their first name. Hey, Amy, I made you a video. That one gets an open or uh, behind the scenes of my photo shoot. That one always gets opened. You know, that's the sort of like enticing subject line. Some people like the really direct subject line, like classes start next week, please register. Or um, Costa Rica retreat 2021 now open. So I don't know what your people like to read as a subject line, but you can very easily figure it out by going back through your reports and noticing which types of subject lines tend to get a higher open rate and doing more of those. Subject lines matter. Next, PS, use a PS section. It is the second most read part of an email. So like I said earlier, a great format is um, PS, sign up for my thing if you've done a value add email, but it could just be a cute joke. It could be a little reminder about something you mentioned earlier. PS sections are really important. And particularly for those of you who are a little bit averse to uh, being salesy in your emails, a PS section can be a nice, if you're feeling a bit like, oh my God, I don't want to send them another sales email. I sent them one three years ago. A PS section can be a nice way to put an offer into your emails remember we're about inviting people to come along to our yoga offerings without you feeling like it's quite as um, overt or heavy-handed as a straight up sales email um claudia says i'm scared it would make people not even open the emails as they would be getting them over and over again so i'm talking about each time you send an email over time so if i go back through my however long i've had mailchimp 10 years of mailchimp I could look at all of that information and see, huh, it turns out I know that my people like the, hey, Amy, I made you a video. Like I've sent that subject line a lot. People really, that one always gets a high open rate. Um, subject lines with uh, the people's name, using the merge field in the subject line also open well for my list. You all, when you signed up for this training, you would have got an email that the subject line was straight up. I'm not trying to entice you to read it. 
I just want you to know that you're registered. So it says something like email mastery for yoga teachers training information inside or something banal like that. But at that time, I'm not trying to be catchy. I'm just trying to let you know in your inbox without you having to click anything that I got you and you're going to be receiving the information about the training. Um, <laughs> hey, Sarah. Sarah says, oh, God, all my emails have been sales for months now. No wonder my opens have gone down. Well, Sarah, you, I, I'm on your list and I get all of the new YouTube videos, so that's not true. Um, they're not all sales. Okay, so next I want to talk about hyperlinks. I get a lot of yoga teachers who send me their emails. Hi, Amy. I would appreciate it if you could take a look at my newsletter and tell me what I could do better. And you've got all the information about your classes and it doesn't link to anything. I can't go anywhere. I'm like in a box and I can't get out. I want to sign up to your class and there's nothing to click to take me there. So please, if you're offering something in your email, don't make it a dead end, you know, like put out. You need to give people a link so that they can follow up and go buy the thing that they're excited to go buy. Moreover, if someone's interested in that moment in buying your yoga, signing up for something that you're offering, you've got to get them then. And this is not about being... Um, exploitative or manipulative it's simply a reality that everybody is busy and if in that moment I think yes I'm going to go to Sarah's virtual retreat I'm going to get that ticket but then I get her email and I can't click anything and then oh you know life happens and I just forget or I just don't get around to it so you need to make sure that your email has a hyperlink for where you want people to go but like I said before not gasquillions of hyperlinks right it's because you're trying to channel energy to the place where you want people to go you know the really ruthless email marketing experts will tell you that there should only be two options in your email click the link to buy something or delete the email that's what you're going for like they're your options so if you are i want you to use a hyperlink maybe two but don't get all hyperlink happy because go over here to watch a YouTube, go over here to follow me on Instagram, go over here to look at my workshop. What about classes over there? And here's an article I read on one, maybe two. Also, I'm, I've noticed uh, some yoga teachers, you know, you, you might be using a template depending on which service you use for your emails that has things like your social media icons down the bottom. Maybe your email header defaults to your homepage. It's a but your email, the, the picture at the top of your email works like a giant button to your homepage. Check all of that stuff and remove it. Social media icons, like unless you're telling somebody actively in that email, hey, go follow me on Instagram. For example, that could be an added value email. Hi, Amy. I'm emailing today to let you know that I've just uploaded three new classes on my IGTV. Follow me on Instagram and go check them out. Instagram button. But unless you're telling somebody to go to Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever else you're hanging out, those links shouldn't be in your emails. Be mindful. <laughs> be mindful that you're not linking everything. Channel the energy to where you want people to go. Uh, Helen, a hyperlink is a URL in text that you click and it takes you to a web page. Irina says, that's exactly what I have, not anymore. Um, uh, Claudia says, how do I put their name in a subject or at the top of the email? Claudia, it depends on what you're using in MailChimp. You do uh, asterisk, line, F name, line, asterisk, and that is how you put the first name in the 
subject line if you're capturing the first name in your uh, audience. Okie dokie, good questions, everybody. Let's plow on. Um, Terry says, what about the little logos at the bottom of an email for social media? That's what I'm talking about, Terry. I, I say no. Um, unless you want people to go look at your Facebook page, don't give them the button. Um, I don't know why that's a thing. I, I, I would delete that. I'm not a fan of those. Uh, if you want people to go sign up for your yoga in the park, social distance yoga in the park, you don't want them going to Instagram. You don't want them going to Facebook. You want them going to Acuity or Punch Pass or whatever you use to process your payments. Um, Sarah says, Amy, why do you sometimes put the URL as the whole hyperlink showing and sometimes have it linked to a phrase or a button? Well, I don't know. Just uh, it's, it's part of my Vedic astrology chart, Sarah. Uh, because, because I don't know, uh, why? Um, well, I, I think probably for me, sometimes a button is nice if you can be bothered. Um, if it's a big sales thing though, and I do not want you to miss out, I'm going to put the whole URL in because maybe, and this is very slim, but maybe, um, something's not clickable for you. So you can, if you've got just a click here and for some reason on your phone, my email doesn't actually link here, it doesn't work, at least if I've got the full URL, you can cut and paste that into your browser. Um, I also want the hyperlink, for me, I also want the hyperlink to take up more space on the screen. So for most of us, half or more of our readers will be will be reading our emails on their phone. So if I've got a tiny little click here to sign up to my la la, the tiny little thing, I want to make sure that it's really big on the screen. So if you've got a longer hyperlink and it's lots more blue text, easier to press it, easier to see it. Um, that's why. All right. Uh, lightning. Moving on. <laughs> so I want to talk about follow-up emails because this is the thing where I think you all are missing out. There's two types of follow-up emails I'm going to talk about tonight and then depending on demand, we might talk about this in more detail later on in the week if you like. Okay, so a follow-up email is, I'm defining a follow-up email as the email you send out after you have sent out a solo mailer. And I'm going to talk about two different types of follow-up emails. So this is a screenshot from, or two screenshots rather, from MailChimp. MailChimp is the CRM that I use. We're not going to go into details about the pros and cons of all of the CRMs. It's the one that I've always used. It's the one that I recommend my clients use simply because I know how to drive it. You pick the one that's right for you. What I don't recommend is that you faff about trying all of the things, nor complain about the fact that if you want more functionality, you have to pay. This is your business. You have to pay for some things. Okay, so when I, this is the email that you all just got 90 minutes ago. I sent you all an email saying, hey, don't forget, we're kicking off in an hour. And so when this, this top uh, screenshot here, that's when I open up my campaign section of MailChimp and it says that's an email that you just sent and 33 people opened it and four people clicked it when I took the screenshot. So say for example, and then sorry, and then you can go down into the report section itself. And again, it says 33 people opened it and four people clicked. Now, if I press that number four, 
it loads up the names of the people who actually clicked that link, their name and their email address. And I can see for sure who clicked that link. Now for this training, it doesn't matter so much. I know that some of you will come, some of you will watch it on the replay and that's okay, whatever. But say for example, this was um, Sarah's retreat in Indonesia and it's down to the wire and she's got two places to go on her retreat before it's full and she's in the final two weeks of her marketing strategy to fill her retreat, knowing who those four people are is really important. Moreover, this is the this is what I want you to start doing. Sarah, if, if this was Sarah's retreat, she, there's these four people have clicked the email, she presses that number four, goes and sees who they are. This is where she can do one of two things. One, she can email them all individually through her actual whatever she uses, Gmail, whatever. Obviously, that still comes from her business URL. But whatever inbox she uses, she can individually email them, letting them know that there's a couple of places left. If they've got any questions, they can reach out to her. Um, click. people. If someone has clicked your sales page, they're interested in what you have to offer. So if there's a small number like this and it's a large ticket item, I really recommend that you send a personal email to everybody who clicked it, letting them know there's a couple of places left. And if they have any questions that, you know, let them know. Those emails always start a conversation. Some of you watching this training right now, you send me these. I send you the email saying, I don't know, hey, Jody, I noticed that you were interested in coming on my retreat. Um, there's a couple of spots left. If you've got any questions, just email me back. You know, there's, remember, there's no silly questions I'd love to hear from you, for example. Here's what normally happens when I send out those emails. You all email me back saying, thanks, Amy. I really am thinking about signing up, but do you think I should? All the time. You all email me like that saying, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think I should buy your program? Unfortunately for, for you guys, I'm going to say no if I think no, but just be careful when you're sending this to people who might not be, might not be such a yogi in their business. Anyway, I digress. This follow-up is super important and I suspect that a bunch of you, in fact, I want to see, type into the chat, a bunch of you are missing out on reaching out to these people who have shown an interest in your business. So that's follow-up email to clicks number one. Follow-up email to clicks number two, you send out an email and it's uh, maybe it's more of an uh, added value email. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a, I made you a yoga nidra recording. Here's a button to download it. And in the PS, you say, PS, um, in two weeks from now, I'm doing an extended yoga nidra and restorative yoga by Zoom. If you'd like to learn more, click here. Very simple PS that has a call to action to come along to your virtual retreat. Now, if you go look at the report, turns out 25 people clicked that link, but nobody's bought yet. What I would recommend you do is send those people just the clicks, a follow-up email, set with a much more um, instructive, clear, direct sales email. That 25 people were interested enough to go look at the page they haven't bought yet. They're not going to unsubscribe. They like you. They're looking at what you're selling. They're interested. So make sure that you follow up with them a more direct, um, intentional, clear, I think you should buy this and here's the reasons why email. All right, let me check the chat. Um, Karen says, I often check the reports, but I don't send extra emails to those people who click. Yeah, and here's the thing, Karen, like 
I mean, I'm sure I would have done this to, with you over time. It's we're never looking to be um, icky or salesy or weird, right? Like if Karen, say for example, Karen um, clicked, or I send out an email saying, uh, I don't know, um, what, uh, mastermind, keep growing mastermind. And I can see in the report that Karen clicked it a few times. I'm just going to write to her and say, hey, Karen, I see that you clicked the link a few times. Hey, if you've got any questions, just let me know, right? I'm happy to jump on the phone and chat if you want. Karen's not going to go, oh, my God, she's so pushy. She's always trying to get me to buy stuff because I'm just being open-hearted and real with her. It's more of a there are invitations to buy or the courtesy follow-ups. You're never going to be pushy or salesy or weird. People only feel like you're being pushy or salesy or weird if you feel weird about sending it. But these sorts of follow-ups that are just about like genuine scarcity, never send an email that's like it's half full when that's bullshit. I mean, that's just that's just yuck. But if there's genuine scarcity and you don't want someone to miss out, it makes sense that you'll just send them a quick note um, saying, hey, I know that you're interested and I only have two spots left, so do sign up if you want one or do you want me to save one for you? That's just legit. That's just a courtesy note and that's that feels nice. It feels nice for the person who gets your note and it feels nice to you to send it. Um, great question, Sarah B. Guess what? We're going there next. We're going to go a little longer than a half an hour. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, let me just close all of my calendar things saying we're only going for half an hour. Okay, great questions, everybody. Thank you. Um, yes, Hannah, totally. We're going to talk about lead magnets and growing your email list for sure. Guns canal that is happening. All right. So let's talk about... Um, and I'm going to answer your question here, Sarah, in a slightly different context, but it will make sense. So the second follow-up email type that I recommend that you start sending is emails to non-openers. So this is people who uh, you sent the link, you sent an email to, and they didn't open it. Don't do it the same day, maybe two, three days later, depending what the email is about. But if they didn't open it, they haven't seen it yet, send them another email uh, inviting them to check it out. Here's how you do that. So, again, this is MailChimp. If you use something else, I'm sure there will be similar functionality. So you can see here this is um, what I've done here. This is a screenshot I replicated. This is the email that you all got from me at 4 p.m. my time, right? I sent you this, a bunch of you opened it, whatever. So I then replicated this because say so because I want to send it again to the people who didn't open it. So I've simply replicated the entire email. But what I'm going to do is edit the recipients. So if you click on this button, edit recipients, and if I go down to, it brings up this screen. So this is the list that you're all on, five-day email mastery for yoga teachers, free training. And then I've pressed this and I've chosen group or new segment. And then what I'm doing is I'm saying to MailChimp, I want you to pull out of the whatever, 360 people, all the people whose campaign activity shows that they didn't open the email that I just sent. And then you save that, uh, save that audience and the email will go out to the people who haven't opened it yet. Now, what I recommend you do, in addition to adjusting the audience here, what I recommend you do is change the 
subject, write a new subject. Because let's say, uh, let's see, let's say um, Sarah sent out, and hey, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Sarah, the creator, the, the creatrix of the Coachathon movement, let's say Sarah sent out an email to all of her people saying, We're, who wants to buy a hybrid in-person virtual membership? And half her, let's say she's got a thousand people on a mailing list and 500 people didn't open that thing. So the, maybe the subject line was new virtual and in-person memberships now available. 500 people, eh. Didn't, weren't interested in that subject line. So Sarah would duplicate the whole campaign. She still wants them to get the information. She would send it to the 500 who didn't open, just like this, but she might try a different subject line, like um, looking to mix things up a bit or, hey, Amy, looking to mix things up a bit. Maybe half her people like the straight up, here's exactly what the email is about type subject line, but the other half like something that's more evocative and um, inviting. Uh, Karen says, I'm going to try this tonight to my non-openers. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know how you go. Next time we, we're all, all hanging out together, Karen. Um, I think that was, yeah, that's it. So let me check my notes. Um, hang on, I'll tell you about this and then I'll check my notes. So if you want help with copywriting, I have a course it's called Writing from the Heart. It's 200 bucks, but if you use the code there on the screen, it's half off. Just um, I'm a copywriter by training profession, so I wrote a course about it on a brown couch. If you want it, uh, you can have it for 100 bucks off. Um, let me check my notes. I think that's everything I have for you today. No more newsletters. Sell one thing at a time. Add value, subject line, PS. Yeah, that's us. That's all I got. <sighs> 35 minutes. Um, anything that I've missed? Any questions from anything that I've... Uh, talked about today. Uh, anyone want to declare, like Karen, that they're going to try something new this week? I would love to. Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear from you, uh, Claudia. Linktree is something that you use for Instagram. It's not an email thing. And just, I just have this email here from Veronica. Hey, Veronica, if you're checking out the replay. Veronica says, thank you, Amy. With my toddler, it was impossible to follow the webinar. <laughs> uh, looking to forward to watch the video. Well, here you go, Veronica. We're, uh, we're all talking about you now. Uh, hey, Annabelle. Looking forward to the rest of the week. Great. Excellent. All right, folks. So um, more good stuff coming. Same time. All week. Uh, get this course if you want copywriting help uh, or it's, copywriting for emails and sales pages and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, Jody says, I'm in the middle of writing my next email. I'm going to start again. <laughs> I want to know about your stats, Jody, once, you, once you've sent it. <laughs> um, and folks, also just while I remember, uh, thanks to Sarah, we're, I'm doing another Coachathon uh, on Thursday at 9 a.m. Melbourne time. So that one is for everybody in America and Canada who wrote to me and said it's 3 a.m you on drugs um sucks for everybody in the UK I know we're gonna alternate got all the Hannahs here lucky me you can't have too many Hannahs in your trainings um yes Irina is following up with non-openers tonight and sending personal emails amaze Karen says have a lovely day everyone are you back from Mount Donabuang Karen warrior wanting in a snowsuit um 
when do we get the replay? Oh, I've got to um, I've got to stop talking first. Sometime after that, um, Janet with a fabulous surname says, "Thanks, Amy. All new to me. See you tomorrow." Um, it's just a day trip to the snow for Karen. What's the link to the Coachathon? Says Irina. Don't know. I put a post in the Facebook group. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. This is going to be fun. Oh, and if you have, uh, if I've, um, if you haven't written to me to let me know what you want in this training, and there are particular things that you need, DM me on Insta, and I'll add it in the mix. We'll see how much we can crank through. Um, I can stop this now. I'll see how much we can get through um, in the course of a week. Look at everybody. We've got Terry plus one. That's great. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Look, Louise is here. Gee, look at all these people. I didn't even know you're all here. Let me, I'm just going to see who everybody else I have to say. Oh, look, everybody. All right. See you all tomorrow, folks. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, day one of email mastery for yoga teachers. I had fun. <laughs> Hopefully some useful bits in there. Uh, a couple more things before we wrap for this Monday. Firstly, um, we had a coachathon last week, which is essentially Amy makes a two-hour Zoom, although I effed up the Zoom link last week. So sorry for everybody who couldn't get in, but theoretically, Amy makes a two-hour Zoom thingy. We all get together and I can support, coach, mentor, advise you on where you're at uh, in your business. I know that well, pretty much the world is in a state of flux um, and what your yoga business looks like and the elements that it's comprised of might be quite different from what you anticipated, not even just January, but even like last month. Um, I know definitely uh, folks in my state are going back into lockdown after we had some pretty scary spikes. So if you would like to get some free training from me, I'm doing another one of those this Thursday. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram and I will send you the Zoom link to get in on that. And I've decided to do those for, we're going to do, the, I'm going to do those for six weeks. So this is week two and I'm going to alternate for the time zones. Uh, so this week it's going to be Thursday at 9am Melbourne time. And then we'll go back to 5pm the following Thursday. All of the events will be in my uh, Facebook group, Abundant Yoga Teachers, if you want to get them there. Or like I said, hit me up on Insta, I will DM you the link. The other thing to mention, of course, is that registrations are now open for Growing Your Yoga Biz, which is my signature uh, group study program. Um, like, seriously, it's just got everything in it, uh, actually. Uh, and registrations are open now. It's a four-month group training program. Uh, it's for yoga teachers who are ready to actually take things seriously, to go from being a yoga teaching hobby thing, what's it, maybe a bit of this, oh, I teach a little bit, yeah, yeah, to I have an abundant yoga business, I know what I'm doing. Um, and it's fun, lots of fun. So if you'd like to take a look, this will be the season seven. I've decided to call them seasons rather than, yeah, I'm calling them, this is season seven, rounds, seasons, um, which is super exciting. So I don't know, hundreds of yoga teachers have been through this program. I love it. I haven't uh, launched it for a while, but I'm feeling called to. So registrations are now open, plus uh, the best bonus you'll get. So for those of you who have already signed up, you get this bonus and you'll get any other bonuses that I announce subsequently. But the current bonus, in addition to the four months of training, 
you'll also receive four uh, complimentary coaching calls with me, which is bananas. It's like another, I don't know, thousand bucks. No, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Of coaching that you get uh, complimentary to help you really tailor what it is that you're learning to your own business. So the best bonus you're going to get is available now until I can't remember if it's this week or next. Probably should know. I don't. It's been one of those days. But if you'd like to find out more about that, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B or hit the episode notes. It's very cool. It's a really fun program. And when you go take a look at the page, you'll see what's in it and why everybody loves it. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B with grand's worth of complimentary coaching for a super early bird bonus. We get started at the end, towards the end of August, finished up by Christmas. So if you... Um, I had someone fabulous, fabulous, seriously fabulous yoga teacher message me earlier today saying um, her husband won't give her the money. Well, guess what? You got time to go make the money. Get yourself in. If this is meant for you, you can figure it out. I know it. Uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B. Growing Your Yoga Biz, my signature four-month group study program, now open for registrations with a very cool bonus Thanks, everybody. Uh, take good care. And if you have any suggestions for email training for the remainder of the week, hit me up. Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Bye-bye. So there you have it, folks. Another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure. Of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.